Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hello, darling. Hey. How you doing? Doing pretty good. I don't even know why I said that. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't know. Whatever. Hi, Kathleen Nall. Hey, Philip Estrada. How you doing? I'm good. Um, hi, audience. Welcome to Old Hollywood Realness. This is the podcast that celebrates the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. That's uh, right. That's right. Um, this is a very, very super duper califragilisticexpialidocious episode. Okay. <laughs> Not only are we going to be bringing you a pre-recorded episode that we did over the summer with a one Mr. Pete Menifee, who is was amazing, by the way. Yes. Um, wonderful. But it's also our one year anniversary. Woo-hoo! Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so. <laughs> Glitter and sparkles <laughs> all over. <laughs> um, and showgirl headdresses as far right. as the eye can it's see. It's basically like the <laughs> Simpsons couch gag that turns into the giant like circus where they start, start yes. off with a can-can and it ends up with like a dancing showgirls and elephants and yes. all that stuff and fireworks. That's what's happening right now behind. And, you Expect know, you, nothing less. But it's a podcast, so you can't see it. I apologize. Yep. Um, yep. So now that we're one year old, Kathleen, how do you feel? Um, I feel pretty great. Yeah. I'm really glad we did this. I'm really glad that we uh, jumped in and uh, did something we had been talking about for a couple years. And um, it's so great to be able to um, talk to you about something that uh, we both love yeah. and on a regular basis. And even though we live, uh, we don't live close and hopefully that'll change one day. Who knows? You know, but <laughs> we, we, uh, we bridge our gap and our friendship with our love of costumes and, um, you know, old Hollywood movies and the people who made them. And so I, I think it's really great. And I'm so glad we did this. Yeah. Me too, actually. What about you? Well, <laughs> on the eve of our birthday, <laughs> as I sit and reminisce over the years, year. <laughs> In your sweet-ass smoking jacket. Yes. My sweet my smoking jacket and my fez. I was smoking. <laughs> I'm holding a pipe. That's a bubble pipe, clearly. Exactly. Um, I'm like not really smoking. Yeah. Um, Is know. it made of gum? Yeah, I don't know. Much. I just it's wax. It's like wax lips. I just take a hunk out of it. Um, <laughs> I I'm actually really happy. This has been really. This has been a fun year. It's been nice to get yep. together. It's had been nice to ex- nice to have excuses to talk on the on the Facetimes and. Yes. Record and gab and gush and gush and discuss, as I like to say. Um, 
Uh, like, we've learned so much. Yeah, like, Reese, you know about like all these things we really love. I'm like, this doesn't even feel like work. Oh, this totally. feels great. It's like, you know, it's so fun <laughs> to go down the rabbit hole of all of these movies every yeah, every yeah. other week to um to really kind of figure out the history of them. So it's been really mm-hmm. fun. Um, and it's exciting too because um I'm the I I run the social media and I share it with you as much as possible too. Yes, but I, it's it's fun interacting with everybody and seeing all the people that are like responding to what we're doing and like liking all the photos and commenting on the photos and sharing their stories so it's been it's been really fun and i hope next year it grows to be even more fun and more people hear about the show and you know and we get to share our passions with each other and more people yes i i totally agree i think it's great and if anyone's out there that has stories to share or has family members with stories to share um you know who've I don't know, worked in Hollywood or done anything like that. Uh, that's how it, I mean, it was, it was so great to interview Pete Manaphy because he just, he felt like it was like our neighbor or somebody that yeah. we just happened to know. He was, he was so gracious and so nice. And uh, it was very easy to talk to him yes. and have him share his story. And we all kind of geeked out on, uh, very similar things and yes. it was great it was wonderful it was we uh, so be prepared this is going to be ta- <laughs> this episode is tangent central we talk about so much stuff and we try to talk about the movie as much as possible there's just he I would love to have him back on the show too just to talk about just anything so anything, anything yeah but if all. if you if you loved getting into the nuances of Julie Andrews uh, or, or sorry Julie Andrews. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and Mary Poppins and uh, and the, uh, the costumes and just what it was like to work and be around at that time. I think that um, you'll really enjoy this episode. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Yep. Bye. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness, the podcast dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Hollywood's golden era. I'm sorry. I'm super excited. Me too. <laughs> um, Kathleen and I are coming to you from from Los Angeles. Yes. The home, the mothership, where it all started. Where all it's the very, magic happens. It's very excited. <laughs> um, so we are on a field trip. It's all happening. And um, was this my glass or yours? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Um so, and we have an amazing guest for you guys today. We have Mr. Pete Menifee. <laughs> he is a costume designer. He's a formerly a dancer. He's, is there anything else I'm missing? Um, no. No, just, okay. So he tell, <laughs> tell him we're in a house right below the Hollywood sign. Yes, right? we yes. are. We are in a sign right below. <laughs> can't, yes, can't get any more Hollywood Literally right that. there. <laughs> well, actually, Kathleen and I are considering going on the hike right behind the Hollywood sign later, so <laughs> we'll do that. But the movie we're talking about today is Mary Poppins, and this um, movie is specifically geared towards Pete Manaphy because he was one of the dancers in the movie. <laughs> one of the original chimney sweeps. This isn't, I mean. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. a. Um, 53 years ago. It's wow. Incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, it really is. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your backstory because you, before we got on mic, you said you were, this is early when you came to Los Angeles. So tell us a little bit about you coming to Los Angeles and ending up getting this gig. Like, what's, yeah, we're not um, familiar with your dance background. Uh, I'm more familiar with your costume background. Uh, well, I started uh, taking lessons late. I didn't start till I was 10. Oh, okay. 
I was uh, born in San Diego and raised in San Diego and Hawaii. My dad was a career Navy guy. Oh, wow. Who taught at the core school. And he was stationed uh, on Oahu for five years. So I had five great years to uh, get skin cancer (laughs) and learn to to surf. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, uh, So I started uh, taking uh, tap at 10. And uh, by the time I was 14, I was uh, uh, acting and singing in in, uh, summer stock. I I got my equity card at 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was great. And um, by uh, uh, my sophomore year in high school, I auditioned for the movie of West Side with Jerry Robbins. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, some some, of the casting people had seen me at Old Globe Theater doing a straight play. And it said in the in the brochure that I, I had a dance background. Okay. And they thought I'd be perfect for one of the parts. Was Westside filmed in Los Angeles, in Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, yeah. were you oh, in right. Hollywood at that time? No, or? no, oh. I was in high school. Oh, okay. I was I was a sophomore. And, um, uh, but the, uh, the man who cast it uh, had me come up and audition for Jerry and read for Bob Wise. And uh, Jerry hated my dancing. <laughs> I, I'd only had a year of ballet at that point. And, uh, he, he watched, the first thing he gave us was a ballet combination. Oh. And he said, uh, he stopped me and he said, how much dancing have you had? And I said, well, six years. He said, six years of what? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, of tap. He said, well, how much ballet have you had? And I lied to him. I said, I'd had a, two years. I barely, barely had a year. You're so well-trained already. You're like, yeah. yes to the job. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes Absolutely. to everything. Yes to everything. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Never say no. Exactly. And uh, so from then on, Jerry called me the tap dancer. Oh. Wow. I, I wasn't my number. I wasn't Pete. I was, he'd get the tap dancer in the middle. My God. Yeah. So were you in West Side Story, the movie? No, no, I wasn't. Oh, um, um, uh, but when they cast Elliot Feld, I replaced Elliot oh, okay. uh, in the national company. And oh, I, okay. I did wow. Baby John from the time I was 17 off and on until I was 25. Oh, I'm sorry. So this is the the, the stage version. No, this was this the a, movie. Oh, okay. And uh, when when he, he cast Elliot, who was in the National Company, okay. doing Baby John, uh, I replaced Elliot. Oh, okay. And uh, wow. then I was seen by casting people from Columbia, and they flew me into a, a test for Bye Bye Birdie. How uh, old were you then? I was 18. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, I tested for uh, uh, Bobby Rydell's part for Kim's boyfriend, who was kind of a dweeb in the Broadway <laughs> show. He wasn't, he wasn't a young Frank Sinatra like he was in the movie. Oh, wow. Um, and um, I ended up not getting it, but I ended up getting Harvey Johnson, the kid who couldn't, couldn't get a date ever. Oh, and uh, yeah, another sad Hollywood story. and uh so that was my first first movie and i stayed here and uh the next summer i auditioned for a a film at disney mary poppins wow and uh, for mark bro and dd wood the choreographers and uh, i got the audition because a friend of mine phil laughlin had grown up in san diego with me we'd studied at the same schools and uh, we were in west side together and he knew i tumbled and he recommended me and told me about the audition. Wow. So um, a bunch of us, in fact, uh, four of us, Phil, Phil was a state champion tumbler, and he's the guy you see in the front of all the dancing in Step oh. in Time. Oh, wow. He also doubled Dick. 
Oh, okay. Uh, for running up like the smoke uh, smokestack stairs. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? And stuff. Yeah, that's uh, Phil uh, Laughlin and uh, a lady named Larry Thomas, L A R R I, mm -hmm. double Julie. Oh, wow. And the two kids had doubles too. Oh, wow. Because it was, you know, working on heights and stuff, I don't think. Huh. I didn't even realize. I've guessed. I just assumed that was all like green screen. But I guess if that's no, if it was no, we like, were in, in we were in real, real time. When okay. the scariest thing ever in in uh, Step in Time was running up the chimney pots, because there were like eight oh, of yeah. us in a row, oh, and gosh. it was just the chimney pots. Oh my god! And they had rubber tops on them. But you know, if you if yeah. you fell, you fell. Oh, wow! Yeah. And. Uh, even the uh, tumbling between the buildings, it was it was painted in perspective, so it looks like we're four stories up. Yeah. But it was 15, 20 feet. Wow. That's which, enough to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you're doing back handsprings on yeah. it, you oh know, wow. you want your hands to hit the two ledges. Yeah. You know. I can imagine. That's, that's so, so um, awesome. Um, uh, they auditioned. Uh, they gave us the. Uh, they'd already worked with Dick. So they'd kind of set the combinations, and they knew what Dick could do. He moves wonderfully, yeah, really wonderfully. Uh, In this movie, he does dance really, really. It's just like because um, I like had rubber. yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen this movie in such in like a really in a while because mm -hmm. um, probably since I was like an early teenager, maybe mm -hmm. like thirteen, maybe was the last time I saw it. But like I had forgotten just how good of a dancer he was and how incredible like, yeah care like he's like almost like a character dancer in a way it's like, absolutely where it's is. like it's almost like overly dramatic or yeah. overly like the way he moves is eccentric. like eccentric yeah mm -hmm. and like eccentric, exaggerated yeah. in a way where you're just like oh because it's like it's just so and, and mark and mark and Didi were very bright they uh, utilized the way he moved we had to move the way he moves oh, right you know and um Mark and Didi, uh, in fact, Didi had been Michael Kidd's assistant. I started to say they'd both danced for Michael wow. Kidd, who Ooh. did uh, Seven Brides and, oh. you know, a high wow. energy, high energy. Yeah. We did you that. Know, we podcasted kick, that movie kick earlier. Kick your ass. Yeah. That, it's, it, that, his, his work is incredible. That dancing, it is. The dancing in that movie is beyond. Yes. Like, that, like, like the barn raising. I mean, the that, barn yeah. raising sequence is bananas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, in fact, a couple of the guys that were in that movie are, are sweeps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Wow. I, mean, I, think, I think Freddie Kurt, who's one of the suitors in the barn raising, was one of, oh, the, one of, was the, one of yeah. the guys. Not the brothers, but the opposite. Yeah. So, okay. That's, that makes sense. That's and, so uh, rad. It was so, very similar physical dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Rad. Hard. Just mm -hmm. really, really intense, mm -hmm. a kick ass kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah. Hot, very high energy. Wow. And Dee Dee had, had, uh, had assisted Michael on Little Abner and danced on Little Abner on, oh. on Broadway. Oh, and then wow. she did the movie. She mounted the movie on Michael's choreography. Wow. And uh, uh, it, it was it, incredible, incredible uh, uh, stamina. Wow. Stamina, not just, not just training. And it's funny because a lot of the steps in Step in Time, uh, the embotes where we're kicking, are a, it's a ballet step. But you do it with a flexed foot mm -hmm. instead of a pointed foot. <laughs> but you still have to do, you know, like 38 of them fast. Oh it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, really, it's really wild. Wow. They were wonderful choreographers. Once they uh, had auditioned us and they gave us the combination that we do at the beginning with Dick uh, as an audition. Uh, and they kept a few of us. Then they, they, went, they wanted to see how we tumbled 
what passes we could do, right. you know, who could do flip-flops, who could do mm-hmm. walkovers, who could do, you know, whatever. And that's how they kind of winnowed everybody down. Wow. Um, so we're, I guess I can just, I'm, we're going to run through the storyline real fast, and then we're going to talk about the movie. And then I'd love to also get your feedback on, too, because we love to talk about the costumes and just <laughs> the glamour of the movie. And this one's got some amazing costumes and very iconic costumes. And since yeah. you're a costume designer and you yeah. have that background, we'd love to hear your um, perspective of it, too, because mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you have opinions. And, uh, <laughs> no, there uh, it's, it's beautifully yeah. designed, and mm-hmm. it's designed by... Uh, who was then Tony Walton, who was yes. at that point was Julie's husband. Yes. I was actually the father surprised. Of yeah, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. So let me, for the kids at home real quick, I'm going to run through the stats on this movie. It's um, of course, Mary Poppins, classic <laughs> Walt Disney production from 1964. Um, Mary Poppins played by Julie Andrews. By the way, if you don't know the cast of this movie, let's, I mean, I'm questioning yes. your childhood <laughs> a little bit on this. Yes. So Julie Andrews, National treasure. I'm going to say worldwide treasure. Yeah, this yeah. global treasure. Global treasure. Global. Which I'm going to now. I'm now going to drop some names. I had the pleasure of meeting Julie Andrews oh. when she was um, doing suppress for uh, Princess Diaries two for on the Larry King show. And I had worked at a bookstore that sold memorabilia and stuff. It's like a whole long, weird, convoluted story. But anyhow, so their uh, stage manager, Kate, would come in all the time, and she would be asking for random photos of people, and she would always ask for one person at a time, which was kind of rare for the people that would come into those kind of like collector's bookstore kind of things, Mm -hmm. because usually they get like all of their favorite celebrities, and she would always ask for one, and I'm like, what is your deal? And she was coming in and asking for Julie Andrews' pictures, I was like, so what's your deal? Why do you only ask for one person at a time? Time. And she's like, I work for Larry King Live and we just need photos for like during the interview. And I was like, I'm sorry, you're interviewing Julie Andrews. Please tell me everything. And she's like, well, if you want to come by, you're more than welcome wow. to sit in the studio audience. Yeah. And I was like, after I cleaned myself up from we- from wetting myself, I, I was like, Yes, please. <laughs> so she like let me in, and I I went up. I immediately went and bought as many like Julie Andrews things for like because I had talked to my boss. I was like, I need to get off early to go and see Julie Andrews, and I want to get her to autograph the poster for Thoroughly Modern Millie for me because mm-hmm. that's my favorite Julie Andrews yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. That's on record. And he's like, fine, but you have to get them to autograph something for the store. So I got that. I got a um, picture for them to sign for the store. And so I went and it was literally just six folding chairs. And this is like original OG Larry King Live. And they did not have a studio audience. So it was like six folding chairs, me and like three other randos. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And she was a delight, yeah. an absolute yeah. delight. She's a like, charmer. I couldn't even believe it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. And then when it, I got, there was like a little line to get like photos and like hugs and stuff from her, from like the crew. I mean, these big giant like camera guys and like union dudes were yeah. like dying. They were like, this is Mary Poppins. Like yeah. they were yes. like, you could see it yeah. on their face. They had that like grin on their face of meeting Mary Poppins. Yeah. And she was so gracious and She's so nice. She's a lovely nice. woman. And I asked her, I was like, I got, I'm like, I'm such a, I'm going to be that guy and ask for like multiple autographs. And so then I got like an autograph signed for the store. Then I got an autograph signed it's, for Kathleen. Which is one of my favorite. It's a photo treasure. of her from Victor Victoria. Which is no, my favorite just, Julie Andrews movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great one. And then I unrolled the poster from Thoroughly Modern Millie. Like at, at the end, like a floor. 
I was like, and one last thing real quick. And she was like, oh my God. She was like, she actually was said, she's like, this is one of my favorite movies to, yeah. to make. And I was like, this is my favorite movie. And she's like, she's like, it was so much fun. And I'll, like, as yeah. she's signing it to me and I'm like, I like was trembling and like, oh, she's such a delight. Uh, anyway, yeah. but that just I love that proves it's like that she's you meet somebody national... like you want them to be nice and, and then they, they're totally everything was. and more yeah, yeah. That, that I mean were, I'm know. sure when I'm sure when she's having a bad day and the barista gets her coffee wrong she's not the nicest person but <laughs> in that setting she was a delight <laughs> an absolute delight and I love it for she's her. such a lady yes. I just I really I love how just she seems so kind and refined and, and she, I could she is and I don't know I don't know what it would take to uh Set her you off. know, get her off, <laughs> right? But, but uh, she's uh, uh, she's the loveliest person and funny. I can imagine, really, yeah. really, yeah. really funny. Yeah, she seems like a she. She seemed funny and in the sometimes interview. dirty funny, which I, is pretty good. Just yeah. makes it even better. My favorite. <laughs> I love that. Um, sorry. So we've literally gone through one person in the cast <laughs> so far. Yeah. So let's run through it really fit, fast. Uh, so Bert was played by Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. also a national treasure. Um, George Banks was played by David Tomlinson, also famous for his role in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Um, mm-hmm. Winifred Banks, his wife, oh. is played by the treasure, yeah. Glynis Johns. Yeah. <laughs> We we had, we also podcast earlier the movie uh, the Court, Court Jester, Jester and she is yeah she's yeah. a treasure in that movie and she's, smoking hot too yeah, in that movie she's, uh, she's, she's, so she's great in everything she oh my god yes. ever she's did. great in Superstar with yes. Molly Shannon like she's, she's an amazing mo- woman I just so she's wonderful in this one and then of course the children John um, Jane Banks is played by um, Karen Dotrice and. Um, Mike, uh, Matthew Garber plays Michael Banks. The director of this movie is Robert Stevenson. And as um, you were mentioning earlier, Pete, um, Tony Walton, who was Julie Andrews' husband at the time, um, I was a costume designer. He was, it's so weird that the billing on this was interesting. He was billed as like a design consultant um, and um, in like IMDb and all this stuff, but he was nominated for best costume design yeah. for this movie. But he um, lost out to Cecil Beaton for My Fair Lady, which mm-hmm. I mean, it was the year well, of my man. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, he. You kind of just have to bow out. We're on record yeah. for that. Yeah, you like if you're if you're in the in you're in the Academy pool and it's like you and Cecil Beaton, you're like, well, clearly it's gonna be Cecil yeah. Beaton. Right. Like, let's be honest. Go out for lunch. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like, totally an honor to be nominated. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it was funny because I was reading some stuff um, about Tony Walton and um, that he was brought on as a design consultant for both the sets and the costumes. Um, He was, um, like we were saying, he was married to her at the time. And this is, um, there was an article from the Walt Disney Family Museum that I'm going to quote. It says, while visiting New York, Walt attended one of Julie's performances of Camelot and decided that she should play um, Mary Poppins. He invited Tony and Julie out to California to see the storyboards of the film. Walt wanted an English designer on staff for Mary Poppins and offered Tony the job when he realized that he was an um, accomplished costume and set designer. And Brilliant. T- yeah. yeah, I mean, that. I mean, the movie looks amazing. Yeah. It really is. And um, to- at the time, Tony and Julie were expecting their first child. And according to Tony, Walt p- kept pointing out if he worked on the film, he would be close to his newborn baby. Right. She was born in 62, and the movie was released in 64. Yeah. So, she, I mean, Julie's like fresh out of pregnancy yeah. at this oh point. God. Like she, we, we rehearsed in 63. Oh, okay. Wow. So the baby, uh, so I, she would have been like, I only working did, off that baby I only late. did a step in time, but <laughs> oh, we, we shot and rehearsed step in time. Uh, we started in June 
and we rehearsed uh, on the lot, back lot, all through July. And then near the end of July, we uh, we started shooting the interiors. Wow. We, all, all, every, everything, everything uh, about Tony's talent. When you look at the movie, there are no exteriors. No, I mean everything is everything is soundstage. Yeah, the park is mm -hmm. soundstage. The Everything, yeah. the I mean, house it, is soundstage. That's what makes it so. This that's what makes this movie so beautiful too. It like, does. I think yeah. it's like it has this it's like so contained. It has it like is. this almost like yeah. It's like a self-contained like a world it in is. itself, which you don't see in a lot of movies. But you feel it. You when do. You watch the yeah, movie. like it, it has such a like yeah. It's like it's almost like that the weird the weird house with like the Admiral Boom and next door. It's oh like God, yeah. only could it live yeah. in that universe. In like Disney. if that was like yeah. if they had shot that outside in like a real world, you'd be like seriously with this house no. with the cannon like yeah. it it just makes sense in that like almost it's like, like an painted. extension of disneyland really, yeah like, really, you know, exactly exactly what's well, the same style yeah, yeah it's know? really cool and um, they were very they were very smart with admiral boom's house you only see the portion of the roof where they're shooting at us mm -hmm. yeah so it's so interesting. Um, another couple of notes too. Um, so Tony Walton was nominated for his work on Mary Poppins, but of course we'd said lost to my fur lady. I mean, we get it. It's, I mean, <laughs> yes. not, uh, and, and then he was also nominated for his work on the whiz and, um, the murder on Orient express, which wow. are two beautiful, 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 yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Movies. Yeah. He actually never won an award. He won an Oscar for set design, but never won an Oscar for costume, for which costumes. is a bummer. And he should have for, he, uh, the Wiz uh, was and well, yeah, Murder on the, the Orient Express. Murder, I mean, is, mm -hmm. murder is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Lauren, he also is an aged he, Lord Bacall. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he also has done incredible work on Broadway. Pippin. Oh, oh, is oh that him Pippin. Too? Pippin. Oh, the gosh. original Pippin on stage was done. Everything was a, ma a roll of macrame curtain. Wow. And it just kept rolling and making different things. Oh, I mean, he's in God. That gave me chills. Just the yeah. idea, so like, good. just the, like the thought process of making that. I was like, oh, well, God. That's it, so it was so exciting because uh, Ben Vereen uh, worked on a black stage with people with just hands, white hands, to do magic to do. And wow. at one point, Ben produced a, a little red silk, little tiny one, you know, 12 inches square. And it, it went up in the air and it fell to the stage and Ben reached down to grab it and he palmed it so it wasn't the same one and the thing he pulled was a red silk but it became the turret on the top of the macrame roll. Oh my God. You know, like the top of a castle with a red flag. Wow. I'm telling you, you know, it, wow. was, it was between Fosse uh. and uh, what he did. You know, wow. there are very, I mean, few, very that's few. just like this. Genius. Is, it just makes me kind of weepy just to think of that yeah. kind of, that level of genius. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's just so. That creative force. It's, it's theatricality, so you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and the eye and the taste. Yeah, taste level is you know. so amazing. I so, mean, it's like him and him, like that sort of thing, that sort of, those sort of like ideas. And then like, if you think about like what Cecil Beaton was doing and all those beautiful, like yeah, kind Beaton. of just like beyond, beyond, like, mm -hmm. oh God. Of I mean, course, you know, Beaton's, Beaton's metier was, was from his childhood. He yeah. grew up as mm -hmm. an Edwardian child. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he saw all those people. He saw Kathleen Nesbitt, you know, oh perform God. and dressed and, you know, yeah. So that was that was his whole thing. Wow. And in in Fair Lady, uh, Pygmalion is really set in 1904. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when they did it on Broadway, Beaton insisted that it be moved to 12, 1912, because that was when Edward died and they had the black ascot. 
Oh, okay. That's oh, how the, okay. that that iconic iconic uh, set of clothes, wow. Ascot Gavotte, yes. happened. Oh my god! And it was because of Beaton. But Beaton, that was he, I just that love, was his period. I just love he grew that. Up. Oh my god! You know, oh my god. Was, we could wax was, poetic about costumes. I mean, so good. Um, Sorry, I keep having to bring it back to the format. Well, it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. No, by all means. Well, like, you mentioned Cecil Beaton and My Fair Lady. That's I had even read about sort of Julie Andrews taking the part because oh she'd been God, doing, yeah. you know, doing um, My Fair Lady on stage for so long, yeah. and then um, when they came to do the movie, I mean. Like she'd been offered Mary Poppins, but she was sort of on the fence. But then when they um, when they gave the role to um, Audrey Hepburn, yeah. she was like, oh, I guess I'll take Mary Poppins. Yeah. But, but it was funny too, is because during that interview, during that interview of Larry King, they mentioned that too that mm-hmm. that My Fair Lady was happening at the same time that Mary Poppins was happening, and they were like, Well, how did you feel about Audrey taking the role? And she was like, You know, as she was like, and she even mentioned that Audrey came to her later on and was like, I'm so sorry, I had, I was scared, I didn't know what to do yeah. they were offering me this huge movie and she's just like you know do what you got to do and it's like but, but it's, julie got the oscar but julie got the yeah. oscar and that's what i was so funny because this movie did win five oscars out of 13 that it was mm-hmm. nominated for and it included julie andrews for best oscar and um that was the year of my fair lady won best picture right. best director yeah. best actor Audrey wasn't even nominated, and I'm sorry, that's the Academy giving a yeah. sick burn. Yeah, like, they're just is. like, no, 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 it, it should have been Julie. And yeah. I mean, just the idea of Julie Andrews yeah. in that role it would have been. Like, middle finger. Yeah, yes. it was basic. Yes. Yeah, it was basically just like, no, that's not how you play things. Like, she, I mean. But it's, it, it's just ironically, the, like it kind of worked out for both because, yeah. I mean, when we think of Audrey Hepburn, like, My Fair Lady is, is in sort of her canon of like what we think of her with yeah. that. And then same thing with Julie Andrews. It's like, they kind of both won in a way, in like a, it's, yeah, in, historically, in a way. like we both love them for what they did in those films, yeah. even though, you know, yes, like, you know, Audrey's voice was dubbed and, you well, know, it wasn't yeah. you know. <laughs> a, a month before I auditioned for uh, Mark and Dee for Poppins. I had been sent by my agency to Warner brothers Wow. For a fair lady, for my fair lady. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> they, I was supposed to. They just wanted types, but they wanted people who had a dance background so they could count to the music. Oh. And because there's no real dancing in my. No, fair there's lady, not a lot except the, of... except the waltz. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, at the uh, at the embassy, which ball. is a beautiful, beautiful yeah. scene. Yes. But um, they, uh, I got a call and they said. Uh, you're going to see George Cukor at uh, 1.30 on Wednesday uh, on stage oh, seven. What was, okay, when they said you're going to see George Cukor, what was your initial reaction? Like, come uh, on. I was kind of frightened. I thought, well, you know. I yeah. blame you. I mean, you know. what I mean, we're talking about, like, the women, my yeah. fair lady. Yes. Um, he did, He didn't he also do, did he do His Girl Friday? Was that George Cukor? No. No. No, no um, it so. happened one night with yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. that's a legend. Oh so my I, God. I showed up, I was, I was 20 years old oh. and uh, I showed up and oh. I went to stage seven, which was way on the back of the lot and the, both the doors were open and I walked in and there was a circle of people and they were doing a reading. And it was George Cukor, Rex Harrison, Audrey Hepburn. Oh my God! <laughs> and I, that I, is literally the sound of my head exploding. I, 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 I kind of went, oh 
mic. Ah. <laughs> we don't blame you. And you know, you walk up and say, "Well, hi, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm Pete Menifee. I have a, I have a 130 with you." And he looked at me and he said, "Are you English?" And I I'd been told by uh, my agent to tell them that yes, I was. <laughs> and uh, you're like you're like jolly good. I and am. I was no, I didn't. <laughs> in front in front of Rex Harrison, I don't I don't yeah. think so. No, I wasn't going to pull any of that stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, no, I, I told them my mom was English and my dad was American. Oh, okay. and uh, yeah. uh, it's, a, and, it's and kind he, of a yes and. A and he, he had a couple of Polaroids taken of me and and um, and I got the job as wow. one of the coster mongers. Oh right, that's right. That's I don't right. know. I, I completely. Why this I is got, a surprise? You then when I got that. Mary Poppins, I already had a start date of August third. You know, look at you hustling. You're <laughs> like, you're just like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I, I I remember telling the other dancers that I knew the kids who were friends with. Please don't say anything to Julie about me. Oh my, my next God. job. You know. Oh gosh. Oh, somebody, like somebody did. Less scandal. What happened? Did she did she read you the riot act? No, she didn't. But she said something to me one day as she walked by me, and it just turned my blood to ice water because you don't want the star of the show pissed at you. I don't. Yeah. What did she say? Do you mind? No, I, I can't do oh. it on radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just leave that to the listener's yeah. imagination yes. that it was, uh, but she knew and she was not happy. I don't, I don't know. I, I, or she, I, it was more like a, like, yeah, a, like a, just, I got yeah. you. I know what yeah, you have she to. Was, like, she yeah. was like, send Audrey my regards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking with uh, your eyes. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, I, I oh. was really, I don't know who told her, but I was really mm. pissed about oh, it. Oh, no. And it was, uh, it was uh, not terrific. Wow. That's not terrific. Oh, God, what a world! That's oh, yeah. that's an experience that at twenty years old, like the stress I mean, of that is just that's wow. so intense. Yeah, I, it and it was right before I had to leave. Oh, Somebody gosh. must have said he's not doing the interiors because he has to be oh, at okay. work next oh, Monday. No. So you were just you were just on the roof then. Oh well, it's funny because I had like I no, had because I was trying to find you in the no, trying to find I'm you not in, in the house. I, I oh, jump okay. into the chimney. Okay, but I don't. I don't come out the other end. But then the first thing, the first thing that we shot, you just get stuck. The first thing, yeah, right. Actually, we did jam up the first time people went down. I hadn't gone down yet, oh, but God. there were like six guys in it, and somebody hadn't tucked, tucked and rolled. Oh no! So there were legs and oh, stuff no. sticking oh, out the God. top, and I went, oh. You're like aggressive. Yeah, I guess we're gonna cut on this one. Yeah. Um, uh, but the first thing that we shot was the very last thing you see was us dancing down the street out of oh, that bank. Okay. Oh, yes. And, yeah. Uh, I love I'm that in, scene. I'm in that. Did you tumble in this movie? Yeah. Did you, oh, you doing back handsprings and everything. Wow. Yeah. Were you up on the roofs doing the back handsprings as no, well? No, I'm not one of the three guys that oh, okay. works between. No, no. <laughs> I would never have been able to do that. Oh, okay. And when we rehearsed, it was interesting because uh, Tony had built a movable set that was all... It was all the lo levels and areas, but they didn't really know what the choreography was. Oh. So everything was on rollers that could lock off all the rooftops and stuff. That seems mildly and dangerous. Dee Dee would, would say to three of us, well, how many of you would go on the rooftop and, and try doing cartwheels with the brooms down the side of it? And we'd go, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. 
And then we'd go up and everybody would crash and burn. And oh, she'd say, well, no. we won't be doing that one. <laughs> but they, they tried everything out. Oh, wow. You know, they literally worked, they had to, like, worked it out day by day by day. Wow. Uh, what, what they do. And, and they were always very gracious about it. Wow. You know, if you were afraid of doing something. Because up to that point, we were paid a flat of, I think, five fifty a week. Oh, wow. you know, which is big money in yeah. in 1963. Yeah. And uh, but normally, if you tumbled in a movie, the way you you did it was if you if you ran up a wall and did a backflip, say, mm-hmm. uh, and they'd say we want three of you to do it at the same time. You do it on these counts and stuff, and we'd all mark it and stuff. And then you'd go to the assistant director, and you'd say, I want so much money, and I'll do it three times. Because you can't, with tumbling, you can't, even if you're 18, 19 years old, you can't just do it 20 times. Oh, right. You know, right. You, you can't. And um, I'm always scared when I see a, a live show and there's kids doing front aerials and they have to do like more than four of them. And you see them drop every time they do another oh aerial. Oh, my God, yeah. And I go, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's going to get themselves hurt. Yeah. Yes. But you, you negotiated the trick, each trick. Well, they couldn't have, they would never have been able to afford us on this one. Yeah, no kidding. And, and if you're working on a different height, if you're working four feet off the ground, it's a certain Gosh, scale. Wow. If you're working eight feet off the ground, as the it scale should be. Goes up. Yeah. I think, I think so, well, especially yeah. if, if you're tumbling or, yeah. da- or dancing hard. Wow. I did a TV special at a place called Pacific Ocean Park here, mm-hmm. and three of us danced on a wall that was 40 feet high. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if you fell forward, you'd fall 40 feet onto the, onto the pipes that had the fountain. Hello. Oh my God. If you fell backwards, you fell into the parking lot. Hello. <laughs> I, I got up there and there was it was near the beach. So there was sand and cigarette butts and stuff that had blown up there. And I said, I need a broom. And so they brought me a broom and I swept it off. And uh, I said, and I need the AD up here. I need to talk to him. And the guy came up on a cherry picker. And I said, look, I, I need to talk to you about what we're going to get to do this stunt, this this combination. And he said, no, no, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll just give you like a $100 bump or something. And I said, no, 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 no. And he said, no, that's it'll be fine. Trust me, trust me. I said, come over here and tell me about it. <laughs> you come here and stand on the wall next to me and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't get out of the cherry picker. <laughs> so we got our money. Yeah. And we did it three times. Wow. And that was it. But, Jesus. you know, tumbling... Um, Sometimes it looks simple, and in the movie, uh, the, the, one of the great saving graces of the movie was we did it in takes, mm-hmm. so you didn't have to dance. Right, and dance there wasn't and like a full and, and then tumble. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. I could imagine. Because there's some we've been watching a lot of musicals lately and mm-hmm. seeing those long. Like we just watched Follow the Fleet and mm-hmm. a couple, you know, a while ago, and like it's. It was that that end number, the list, um, what is like uh, Face of Music and Dance is like yes. all one take and imagining that with tumbling in it, like uh, get out of here. Yeah. That would yeah. be banana. Well, like, the thing, the thing that is fabulous that. to look at um, for long takes or any Astaire movies. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. uh, there's a, a drum thing that, that someone posted on YouTube again the other day that he does, it's all one take, and it's him working oh with all, all these drums and tap dancing, 
and there's not a cut in it. No, there is not a cut in it, and you go, you know, that's somebody who had their act together. Yes, he was a consummate professional. (laughs) And he was was also the rehearsal king. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but also like we were saying, he was like 37 and followed the fleet in 1936. So imagine any of the movies that took place that were filmed in 40s and 50s. He was already like in his 40s. So that's like amazing. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we're getting like we're talking all all over. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah. um, But let's go ahead and talk about the movie real quick. I mean, like, um, so the storyline we're all very familiar with. Um, so Mary Poppins is a nanny. She's a mystical nanny. <laughs> and so um, there's a there's a family, the Banks family, as we were talking about. They lost their nanny at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And by the way, guys, jump in at any point during this, during this quick recap. Apparently, they don't keep nannies very no, well. They don't keep nannies really well in this movie. The mother is kind. Of, the mother is a suffragette. She's 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 um she's disconnected from the family. She's very she's driven. She's got she's got her agenda, but she doesn't have time for the kids, which is a bummer. Um, and there's Admiral Boom doing his doing his daily cannon shot, which mm-hmm. is, which is always hilarious. <laughs> and um, and Mr. Banks is also a banker, and yes. he doesn't have time for the kids. So and the he, whole... he has his life planned down to the minute. He yes. sings about how he, he loves his order and everything happening at the same time. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna run through this. Like I was saying, I'm gonna run through the story, and then we'll go back and talk about all the costumes. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, and then the. It, they can't keep the nanny because the kids keep running away. They're very mischievous and all of mm-hmm. that stuff, which is, you know, for, I feel like they're kind of stacking the deck against the kids in this movie. Cause it's Agreed. like, you watch the, like watching the movie after many, many years, you're like, why is everyone so against these kids? They are actually fairly well behaved. They're like they're actually, I think they have like, their, yeah. I think they have their shit together more than anyone yeah, in the movie. Actually, everyone, <laughs> everyone else in the movie is a little bit like, they, they, a like little off. yeah, they're a little not paying attention. The kids seem to be fine, <laughs> but it's like even the nanny, she's like, I can't deal with these hellions, these 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 children. They're so awful, and it's like they chased after a kite. Like, let's put this in perspective. <laughs> um, and then so the father comes home and the mother comes home and they can't find the kids and the and the nanny's just like I don't have time for these children to run away I'm out of here. Um, so then of course the George Banks the father's like I I'm going to hire the next nanny. Mm-hmm. So he puts in um, he dictates a beautiful um, austere ad, austere ad for a <laughs> no nonsense nanny oh. and then the children <laughs> offer their version of what they want yeah. which was uh, adorable, adorable. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten Elsa Lanchester was nanny too oh yeah yes. she was she's na- talk she's about Katie iconic nana. people yeah. yes I know there were there were some amazing people what is she, what else is she famous for I'm not as familiar I should be fam- more familiar with her but what is she Elsa Bride of Frankenstein. Oh my Hello. God! Hello. Like, why do I know that name? <laughs> oh. She was married to Charles right. Lawton. She oh my fabulous, God. Wow. fabulous actress. Okay, well, after this interview, I'm going to go up to the top of the Hollywood sign and just throw myself off. No, no, I should have known. Don't that. let the history repeat itself. <laughs> um, Okay, so Elsa Lancaster, the Bride of Frankenstein. She's like, I ain't got time for this. I gotta go. I gotta go meet my dead husband. Um, <laughs> And then the kids are the so the kids write their adorable little like um ad for the nanny. The father doesn't have time for it, so he rips it up, throws it in the fireplace, mm-hmm. and it mysteriously goes up to uh, ostensibly Mary Poppins <laughs> to find it. The next morning, there's a um a, a line around the block of you know sour faced nannies, <laughs> <laughs> which fun tidbit. A lot of them are men in drag. <laughs> 
for the blowing away scene. The, they're all men yes. in drag for oh, the really? blowing wow. away. They didn't yeah. want ladies to be blown away. I, I don't know. I wasn't there when they shot it. But I, I imagine think, they didn't want It's a very ladies. interesting. I think, I think they're all guys. They, That's so they, funny. I think they're all stuntmen. Yeah. Amazing. It's actually watching that is actually it's, really kind of funny, like rewatching that, because mm-hmm. they're they're kind of blowing away very slowly, yeah. Yeah. which is makes it even funnier because yeah. there's that one who's like spread eagle yeah. and like flying away. And that struck me as so funny. It's almost like they're in full denial that yeah, it's happening. Just like, they're just Wait, like, no, what? no, I'll just, I'm going to stay. <laughs> and then that's when we're introduced to, that's when you see off in the distance, Mary Poppins is floating in on her umbrella. Iconic image. I mean, she's... Okay, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> the person flying in is Larry Thomas. Oh my God. Okay. In fact, uh, at one of the uh, revivals of, of Poppins, uh, uh, Julie told Larry, she said, you know, you should be getting residuals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's she lands, that's but she's true. not. Take a look at her. Freeze frame it. She's a ba- it's just a, a dude. Yeah. Nice. Julie was no, it's, it's a, Julie a, it's was a woman. A, a woman. It's right. Larry with Larry, an eye. Right. Larry, Larry, uh, Larry was a, a great double for Julie. Wow. It's it's hard to tell the difference between Julie and Larry. And wow. I've seen pictures of them. Yeah. And and they're very, I mean, it's striking. And they she, look like sisters. Oh, really? And she doubled, we'll have to make sure that we post Julie, some of them. Uh, Julie in uh, Hawaii and in um, Sound of Music. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. Keeping, the, keeping Larry in work. So she arrives, and, and she. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. And she is. You see her as Larry, as a as a beautiful woman, uh, in Chim Chim Cheri. She's the beautiful woman who blows kisses to Dick mm-hmm. Van Dyke. Oh, that's right. The one in the, yeah. the carriage. In the carriage. Mm-hmm. That's Larry. Aww. Well, yeah. we'll have to definitely make yeah. sure that we freeze frame her and give her yeah. a big all shout out. She's <laughs> yeah, adorable. She's, and and she she's a very famous dancer in oh, okay. uh, in wow. Hollywood. Wow. Uh, she's uh, if you ever see Guys and Dolls. Oh yes. And look at the line behind Vivian Blaine. They're all brunettes except one blonde. And I always said to Larry, how did Vivian Blaine ever let <laughs> let them leave you on stage next door? Because she's a killer. And yes. then she's also when Marlon Brando and and. Uh, can't think of the actress's name. Go to uh, Cuba. Oh right. She's also the the hussy. Oh my god, love in that. A, a dark wig. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so right. She's like like the beautiful fill-in. I love yeah. that. So <laughs> many she, she was very very talented. So talented. Good. I love Brilliant it. Woman. I also love that her name is Larry. <laughs> I love that too. Um, okay, so. Um, as we were saying, so Mary Poppins arrives. Mm-hmm. She has the kids' advertisement. It's been re- magically repaired. And then George Banks is losing his mind. He doesn't understand Which how it's is happening. Hilarious. And I love that she is like a master manipulator <laughs> mm-hmm. when it comes to getting her way. Like she is like, she just like talks everybody into. She turns like, the tables. She turns the so tables. Effortlessly. So good. She's just like, well, I'm being hired. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to be the nanny. This is my wage. This is one of my days off. It's fine. Great. I'm going to go to work now. I love She's like, I can be firm, but never cross. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> so good. Um, and then she does the banister. She slides up the banister. The kids are like, the kids are just enthralled. Then they're then they do the um, the whole bit where she unpacks out of the beautiful like the I yeah. love that part. I mean, it's so <laughs> rubber tree magical. Yeah. Like everything coming out of that carpet. I love little bag. Michael's like under the table. I know, and they're like, it's empty. Out. How is this happening? It's oh, oh, so, so good. good. And then um, <laughs> then they sing spoonful of sugar, which I mean, yes. And Julie Julie whistled for the bird. Yes. yes. That's her. I read that too. She whistles she, great. I imagine. I mean, she's got a good. I mean. Her voice is, yeah. I mean, it's beyond. Um, 
Actually, another Julie Andrews thing. Remember when they, because uh, this was after her surgery where she ended up losing the, her, the mm-hmm. range that she had. Mm-hmm. And then they did that PBS special, The Ladies of Broadway. Yes. And she hosted it. And they um, ended up doing, like, she came on stage and she ended up doing, like, a tiny little bit of um, My Fair Lady. And, the uh, like, not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it was like not. And it was, like, yeah. at Carnegie Hall. It was, like, B.B. Newworth was there. Like, they did everything. A tiny baby Anna Kendrick was there. It was out of control. And yeah. then she sang, like, th- literally three bars of a song. And it was just, like, openly weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. She's... Ugh. Wonderful. Even if she doesn't Wonderful. have the range, I, I, I mean, her range was um, insane at yes. some point. So she's still beautiful voice. So they do the um, the spoonful of sugar, like cleaning up the cleaning up the playroom mm-hmm. act, which is the snapping. Which honestly, full disclosure, I was a young child. I feel like the fr- I have memory of seeing this movie and going to my very messy room and trying the snapping trick. Oh, we uh, all and did. being like, I'm not. Sure, why this isn't working? Like, you were a snapping. slow child. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely was like, I've been misled somewhere that this uh, was how things got done, <laughs> but I totally have that memory. I mean, I, I think we all tried yeah. that. I I definitely did. I mean, the shortcuts are really really the answer. <laughs> um, and then they end up meeting Bert again because uh, Bert was introduced in the beginning of the movie. They end up going out for an outing, and then they end up meeting Bert, who's doing the chalk drawings on the street. Mm-hmm. And then they end up getting, um, it's a magical, that's when he's like trying to like blow up her spot, being like, well, I can do a little magic. And she's just like, come on, like, really, you're going to, I'm like, so I love that she does the thing where she's like, come on, like, you can't tell him I'm magical. She's have to kind of let him figure it out. Then they jump it. into the, they jump into the chalk drawing, and this is where you get this, uh, the, I mean those yeah. hot Disney. I mean, I, I love Disney, I love yeah. this scene so this, much. <laughs> these looks are I mean I mean I think it's the inspiration for Dapper Day at Disneyland. I imagine it probably you know? is. Yeah. But I mean these these the the pinstripes and Michael has a different colorway than Bert has and then there's like kind of like a kind of like a a, a, a tie in between Mary and mm-hmm. Jane and but Mary's dress is like with that pink stomacher and that yeah. white mm-hmm. big full skirt and that little tiny hat. Oh, she's I love oh, how man. their whole color palette ties them all together. Yeah, yes. because like Bert, his has the stripes that match back to both Mary and and um, Jane, yeah. and then Michael, who's wearing the stripes, and they tie back to Jane, Jane and yeah. Bert. So it's it's uh, they're almost like a little family. So it's so lovely. ingenious. And that's when they do the um, um, Jolly Holiday number with yep. with mm-hmm. Mary and the penguins. And that penguin number is still funny. It, like, it's still so, funny. So it holds funny. Up. <laughs> I came I came back to the studio. Uh, I, we finished shooting Step in Time, the end of July. And I came back in uh, November to do the foot dubbing on the movie. And I did all the foot dubbing. Oh, okay. Uh, There were a crew of, I think, four of us, four or five guys uh, who had been, uh, all all of us had been in Step in Time. It was Phil and myself and Bruce Hoy and I think Gary Mentier. And um, the the third day we got to Jolly Holiday and we, we came in to start to do the Penguins and they gave us flippers. (laughs) <laughs> to dance on the floor so we danced we tried to do this soft shoe and they said that doesn't sound like anything so then they wet the floor so then we danced with flippers on a wet floor 
And then they put gravel on the floor. We worked with flippers on gravel and nothing worked. And they finally said, break for lunch. And the one one thing that was fabulous about working at Disney Studios is they had the best commissary in Hollywood. Oh, wow. Fabulous commissary. I mean, really, really the best. And we came back and we were stuffed. And I was standing <laughs> under a mic with Bruce Hoy. And I said, God, they have the best food here. Isn't, the, isn't it just so good? And Bruce said, yeah. <laughs> and we heard somebody say, who made that noise? Who's standing next to the boom mic? And it was the sound guys who had heard Bruce do that. So when you see the penguins do the soft shoe, remember five guys going. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. I love that. I love it. Oh my god. Those penguins. The are, sounds of penguin tap. Love that. That's so good. That's so good. Wow. Oh my god. Um I love like this special like penguin pants that he wore. Yeah, because, he like yeah. pulled it down and yeah. it's like clearly. And like, like watching that as an adult, like you see where he's like shifted from the two different pants. But yeah. in my mind, like as, as a, a kid, you yeah. just think, oh, he scooted him down yeah. and just was a penguin and pulled him back up again. So good. <laughs> oh my god, I love those low crotch pants. They're so good. <laughs> um, and then they end up on the carousel, which ends up jumping into the the jumping off the carousel, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. amazing. Which began my love affair with with carousel horses. Oh, because please. you know I'm clearly we some sort of like that would I'm some sort of stunted debutante from the south <laughs> who just loves carousel horses. Well, I think it's I also when it. as a kid you're like oh like you're right. I mean I think I remember like riding merry go round merry go round and being like oh, it would be so great if we could just do this right <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> but also I feel like carousel horses are probably the most elegant version of horses ever. They are. They're, they've oh, they got jewelry. Decorative. And perfectly. Yes. Yeah. And their hair like no. their hair, their manes yeah. are waving. Yeah. And, and they don't have wangs. <laughs> Some do. <laughs> That's true. It depends on which guy you're um, And then, so they end up in a fox hunt, and then they end up on the, the racetrack derby. And of mm-hmm. course, uh, naturally, Mary Poppins wins the race, which is, you know, I mean, who else is going to win? Yep. Um, and then they end up doing the uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious number, which, which is, is wonderful. Adorable. <laughs> so cute. I love her. I just, she has got. I'm so glad that she comes from the stage because she's got such a great stage presence like Mm -hmm. in film too it's got Mm -hmm. like and that I feel like everybody on the in the movie has like a great stage presence Mm -hmm. like it comes through in the movie and she just delivers so well um I actually love the um the the kind of like the band that the animated band (laughs) and I know that like as a kid I never understood what those what the band was but then now seeing now that I'm an adult and I've seen costumes and stuff those people have like pearl buttons on them right pearly kings and queens is that what they're because I was always curious of what they what Mm -hmm. the history of that that was yeah it was like a street band a street band and was their buttons like a version of sequins in a way or like no it was was just decorative just it was to make flowers and and they all had different different stuff i need to do do a little bit more research and find out yeah for sure about those street bands because they because i i think i literally even seen like a facebook live interview with bob mackie Take a drink, everybody. I mentioned Bob Mackie. <laughs> um, he's my favorite designer. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, Pete, but 
He's a gem. Um, but he was interviewing and he was talking about some costumes that he was donating to um, a costume house in New York. And he had one of those costumes with all the buttons. And he was like, and he said that they, he's like, they're beautiful, but they are a bitch a to bitch sew. To <laughs> of course. Because it's all hand. You can't, like, those buttons yeah. have to be hand sewn. I had Pachula Clark on an Andy Williams special. And oh. we did a Pearly King and Queen. Oh, and she had the thing. And, oh, it just takes forever. I mean, you know, there's no shortcut to no. it. Yeah, I mean, no you, shortcut. You can't. Uh, um, so those, I love. I just love those, and I'm like, one day I'm gonna do one of those. That would be amazing. There's actually, it's a kind of a bummer because remember, there's this co- store called Fred Siegel mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. down in that wasn't was in Santa Monica. It closed recently. They actually had a giant portrait of Debbie Harry, and it was all made out no, of buttons. No, it's still there. The one in Santa Monica. I thought on they Santa cl- Monica Boulevard. I thought they closed that one. I don't think so. I drove by it the other day. Oh, oh okay. good. I'll have to double and check. And I started laughing, but I was in the car with three other people. I said, I can't believe that Fred Siegel is still there. <laughs> <laughs> with million dollar jeans. I know. Yes. <laughs> but they had this giant art piece that was all pearl buttons, and it was like black and white buttons, and it was a portrait of Debbie Harry, and I was like, that's a really good use of buttons. It wasn't sewn. It was glued. So, But I was just like, that's a good use of buttons. <laughs> well, um, Bob's right. It's a bitch. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't play four them. little holes. Yes, yeah. times nine thousand. I mean, I did no a, pressure. Yeah, I did a, I did a like a frock coat from like the sixteen hundreds, like a fake one with like they had like maybe fourteen buttons down the center front or ten buttons, and I was just like, and they're shank buttons, which isn't oh. as much, and I'm still like, Jesus, come on, so taxing. <laughs> How many buttons? <laughs> um, anyhow, so. They end up having this, so the party gets blown because they because the rainstorm happens. So the um, the chalk painting gets washed mm-hmm. away, and the fantasy goes away too. So they end up back at the house, and they have to take their medicine. And the kids are not feeling it; they don't want to have that experience. But you know, Mary Poppins works her magic; it makes it all better. And like every time she pours it, it's a different yes. color, <laughs> and a different flavor. <laughs> um, and then this was the part where she sings "Don't Go to, uh, Don't Go to Sleep," mm-hmm. which is. A, great song yeah and then the next morning banks is in uh, george banks is in some terrible mood for no reason at all he's just, <laughs> uh, he's just he's just it's his time of the month um and the kids are having a great time and the wife is happy everything's happy but he's not having it because i guess he i think he strives i think he's he loves and thrives on drama because mm-hmm. if there's no drama then something's wrong yeah it's so, like he's complaining about how being happy unhappy, every- you know and he's like why is everybody being so cheerful i yeah. just don't understand <laughs> I don't understand your happiness. Yeah. So funny. (laughs) Why are you so adjusted? (laughs) So, um, Mary, so that did, so he sends the kids away and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And then Mary's like, Hey, let's, um, we're, we got a lot of stuff to do today. And they get intercepted by the dog. Um, from earlier, yes. Andrew, who there's a serious issue that's happening. So they have to go and find Bert's, um, is it Mary's uncle? I think it's Mary's uncle. I believe so. They're I, related somehow. It's They just call him Uncle, uncle Albert, and I yes. feel like Bert calls him that as well. Yeah. So I don't know if like Mary and Bert are cousins or, so, you know, friends. Possibly. <laughs> Even though there is kind of like a little bit of a love well, thing happening people, with them. Well, you know, like, British and cousins, you know. I'm not sure. The lineage is very murky. <laughs> But that's fine. Whatever. Um, so there's the I love to laugh because he's laughing and he ends yes. up on the ceiling. And then they end up having a tea party on the ceiling, which is great. And then um, the she uh, they end up having to go 
they, so that's an adorable scene. I had actually completely forgot about that scene. Yeah, I had to watch that. It's like one of those like kind of like oh yeah, I forgot this. So fun. it was really good. It was really funny, and um, I I was reading about how he pretty much improv the whole thing. Oh, he did. Yeah, Ed they Gwyn, just like let him his, go. And Ed Gwynn is thing. so cute because he didn't really yeah. do an accent. He just was Ed Gwynn yeah. <laughs> doing his voice. I remember yeah. I was like, I love his voice. He's also in um, Babes in Toyland, Toy yes. which is adorable yeah. and. Oh, he's so fun. I love these mm-hmm. character actors. Me too. They're the best. And then they end up back at the house, and um, well, uh, the father is upset, right? Because mm-hmm. Mary's like taking them on shock paintings and super califragilistic, he's what have about you. All these and fun he's things. like, he's like, you're you're not being the, the stern nanny that we want. And she's like, you're right. So th- she basically talks him into taking the kids to work the next day. <laughs> like she goes, she literally just like. <laughs> It's like Svengali style. Yes. It's like, well, now they're going to palm the kids off on you. And then she tells the kids about that. And then she ends up doing the feed the birds number, mm-hmm. which um, I had read that that was Walt's favorite number. I, I would think song. so. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's a beautiful number. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just the, or- I mean, the orchestration on that. I had forgotten how moving that song it is. It is very like, moving. I was like, yeah. Geez. Yeah, so. and, um, I guess, and I had also read too that the actress he asked to to, to play it, um, yeah. that role, she was already in a convalescent home, and he went to her, he like he asked, you know, it? yeah, he, they contacted oh. her to do the part. She really was reluctant. He went to talk to her personally, and she eventually gave in, and he he sent a limo to go pick her up. She did it all in one day, and he sent a limo to pick her oh, up, that's and so just wonderful. sort of just red carpet, sort of treated her, you know, which I thought was also really lovely. But also too, I think what's really great with that scene before when um, Mr. Banks is like, you know, she convinces him, Svengali's him into doing that, and then he talks to his wife, and she's like, well, that's a great idea. She's like, yes, yes. It's a great idea. <laughs> like he takes credit for it, even though it's like it wasn't his idea at all. Like they say, make sure they can make him feel like it's their idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and then like I also love the snow globe. Oh, the snow globe and is pretty dope. I read something interesting about that too. Was that um, I guess when they were sort of culling like memorabilia and and things from not just this movie but other movies, um, I guess they ended up finding this snow globe in Whoa. a janitor's office. It was really? um, and the janitor. Um, it was just like a random thing, um, oh, wow. because they the jan the janitor said he found it in the trash, but it was so beautiful that he didn't oh. want to get it thrown away, so he just kept it in his office, oh, and they just God. found it at random. It was getting Jesus. tossed out, but they have the original one. That's yeah. so rad. <laughs> Uh, so the kids end up going with um, George Banks to the bank the next morning, and they see the uh, they see the um, feed the birds lady mm-hmm. on the steps of um, St. Peter's. Is that St. Peter's Cathedral? St. Paul's. St. Paul's. St. Paul's. Yes. Um, and so they are like they are they want to feed the birds and all this stuff, and of course the father wants nothing to do with that because that's frivolity. <laughs> and then so they end up going to the bank, and they meet the the head of the bank, and they're trying to get the Tuppins out of. Michael's hands yes. which is also Dick to, Van Dyke yes yeah. it's also Dick Van Dyke um, and so they're trying to get him to open up an account which by the way how much would an account be worth right now if he had opened it in the early 1900s know. with just a tuppence compound interest let's think about that for a moment could you put that in a Roth IRA yes. <laughs> um, so there's this whole back and forth where they're trying to get him and they uh, that, I mean the, the, the banker the head of the bank is kind of a dick and he, he like steals the money out of his out of um, Michael's hands, which I cannot find a better metaphor for bankers nowadays. <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> like it's almost like just stripped right out of the media today. <laughs> like, 
you it's know, just it's, like, give us your MF money. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then there's this whole tussle back and forth where he's like giving your money, which causes a run on the bank, which is this whole thing. And then the kids have to run, they run away because they're scared of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then they run into a, um, a soot faced man who ends up being Bert because now he's a chimney sweep. <laughs> Bert has many, many jobs. <laughs> he does. And um, another interesting tidbit is when he played the old man, like there's the part where you first see him. He's like he's trying like, to get down off the steps. Yes. And I guess he, um, uh, Walt Disney saw, he was doing this bit when he was getting makeup done, um, be- like before he even did this part. And, um, and he loved that he, he was doing this, like, tr- like he was just, just to entertain the makeup people, like the mm-hmm. old man trying to get off the curb. Yeah. And he loved it so much that he built this little six inch riser so that he could do recreate that stunt, yeah. like of him coming out. That's uh, wild. Doing that. yeah. <laughs> uh, Walt was, was on set all the time. Wow. That's all amazing. The time. He came every day to rehearsal. Jesus. We had a re- our rehearsal no was on the back lot. <laughs> wow. Well, actually there really wasn't. You oh. you had to call him Walt. I think it would have been wonderful. And wow. You all had a, a we were we were allowed to rehearse in swim trunks. It was uh, August in and oh. they they built a backlot set for us huh. that was covered. It's just like a bunch of dancers in swim trunks. Hello, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you, but you, you had to wear your your little sign that said Pete or or <laughs> Dick or Phil or Gary or whatever. And Walt, you had to call Walt Walt, and he knew all our names. Wow. And he came every day. And it's incredible because the number is really long. And Stevenson, mm-hmm. the director, wanted to cut the whole number. Oh, really? Yeah. That's unbelievable. It well, you know, there's so many things. It's like, I love to laugh. I, it's a it's a wonderful number, but it's not, it's yeah. not, it's, kind of random. it's not necessary for right. a storyline. Yeah. Neither is Step in Time. Yeah. And um, Walt not only said, no, it's staying in, he would come every day and Dee Dee would show him something new and he'd go, oh, that's great. Wow. You know, we've got to keep that wow. in. He's responsible for the number being as long as it is wow. and being in the in the movie period that's that's amazing i mean period that i really can't imagine shows, that movie without it to be yeah, honest that's it's, i mean it, that's the i mean just the i mean this leads right into the chim chim cherie number which is where they introduce the the, mm-hmm. the concept of the 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 chimney sweep being good luck and all of that which then leads into um bert being um kind of like he's being a He's kind of like being roped into being a de facto nanny. Yes. <laughs> and so he takes care of the kids, which leads into them getting sucked up the chimney into the roof, which then becomes the chim chimchurri number, which is, um, I and love then the it. roof, the whole time, the first half of that number before they get into step in time is actually really beautifully shot. It's so beautiful. Like it's oh, so and you just gradually beautiful. see the sunset over oh, London. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And that's all, it's all on stage. Yeah, no, it's I mean, incredible. yeah, it is. It's so beautiful. Like just the, the, just the, the rooftops and of course all the soot makes you a little sad now, but, um, <laughs> but it's really ends up being a very and beautiful. And the park. Yeah. Yes. You know, the park is so lovely. Yeah. It is. It's so gorgeous. And then after, so they do the whole tour of the top, rooftop rooftops and they end up back on the roof, mm-hmm. their own roof. And that's when Step in Time happens. Which, were you, so that whole sequence where it's like the Step in Time and then they end up like, it's like the, the kind of the call and repeat style Step in yeah. Time piece with Dick and all the... Yeah all um all the other dancers and then mary gets involved mm-hmm. and all of that like where you were on set for that entire thing and yeah, mary oh, yeah. was dancing with all you guys yeah. and 
And it's a step in time is based on an old English thing that pearly kings and queens used to do called Knees Up Mother Brown. Uh It's almost the same melody. Wow. And um, uh, yeah, we were. It's funny, you know, when when I I look at the movie now, the uh, sweeps that come out of the chimney, the heads. Mm That that uh, go charu yeah. Oh, yeah. are none of us. None of they're just random. They're extras. actors, you know, wow. probably character actors that that Who got they speaking liked, parts <laughs> that they that they like to use huh. at, at Disney. Was that the same thing with like the, the end the end when they're saying good luck, Avna and like sign? No, that, those that are they're all the dancers. They're all the dancers. Oh, they're all okay. the real dancers. Well, that's yeah. good. At least they kept it's, them on. Uh, yeah, getting that speaking. It's part. it's the only time that you really get a good shot of all of us mm-hmm. and. Uh, the wild thing was we, we probably shot for at least two weeks to do the number. Wow. And uh, yes. yeah, we, like, we, the first thing we shot, I told you, was the, the very last thing was dancing and tumbling down yeah. the streets. And it's funny because the uh, brooms had half balls on the end of them that were made of hard rubber. So when you did walkovers with them and stuff, it didn't slide. You right. know, it oh, didn't yeah. slide. And uh, we had rehearsed on a plywood floor uh, which was terrific, you know, backstage on our, our, our special stage that they built for us. But then the first thing that we shot was cobblestones. Oh, and I oh went, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, you had to yeah. be really careful where you put the broom down if you were doing walkovers. Because yeah, because you've gotten in a divot or something. No, it wasn't <laughs> or being in a divot. Flat, if you nice got on the top of it yeah. and it slid over to the oh side, especially when four of you were working to right next oh, to each time. other. Oh, my Oof. gosh. You know, so Jesus. much pressure. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you just, you just crash and burn, but you'd crash and burn on cobblestones. <laughs> which was not <laughs> thrilling and we all took a look at him and went oh my god <laughs> but wow. um, we we um, we shot for two weeks and uh, the second day we we they decided to do all the hard stuff the split jumps into the chimneys oh, wow. uh, running up the pipes Mm-hmm. and stuff like that so we we shot all of that and i used to have nightmares about doing the split jumps really i can wow. imagine you know i don't have a lot of chin but <laughs> you you had to you had to do three combinations with with a double split jump in it and the third one you touched your toes and then just tucked and pulled your knees in and fell into the chimney and each of our chimneys had a a, a, a standby guy who would trip it and open it because you were dancing on where the opening right. was oh my God. and it would fall out and then you'd fall into it. And I used to have nightmares oh that I had hit my oh chin God. and my teeth and my oh. nose. Oh my God. I just break. I wake up sweating. Stress nightmare. So oh when we finally did it, I, I've never been so relieved in my life. I, I never have. And it's funny because when you look at that sequence, a lot of people think that it's, it's uh, animated. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, because we're almost in silhouette. Yeah. But oh, you, this yes. one. Okay, you have that a, number. You yeah. have a picture mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Someplace. It's of, right next to Mary's shoes. It's like below. Oh yeah. well, no, this one here. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. Yeah. Everybody is in a different position. That's right before we did the back. That's attitude. not animated. Then it's all. No. no. This is all of us. And the big guy in the middle is Phil Laughlin. Oh wow. And I know it's Phil because he's the only person that has a good back attitude at the end of the combination. <laughs> <laughs> the rest rest of us are going oh <laughs> my god which one's you do you remember uh yeah i'm um i think see if you go to the left and there's a lower chimney uh-huh. that's me 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Thank God I didn't have one of the the tall ones. Oh. <laughs> it's it's Eddie, Eddie Ballins on the great big one on the right. Oh goodness. Can you imagine sl- going down that? Uh, uh, did I, anybody hurt themselves? Nope. Oh, thank God. That's but oh, what happened was that we did all of that stuff. We did the split jump combination. We did running up the pipes. We did all the, they did the back handsprings. Oh, the three wow. guys who do back handsprings between the buildings not, all in one day. Oh, dear God. Oh, so God. we came in the next day and Dee Dee said, before you go into makeup, I want everyone to come in and sit down. <laughs> so we came in and we all sat. And she said, uh, we have a problem. She said, all the film yesterday is scratched. It's no good. She said, we have to do it all over again. I almost died. She said, now you guys, it's up to you. She said, we can either go for it right away and get it over with, or we can put it off for a couple of days if you want. You know, and mm-hmm. we all voted to do it again. Oh, really? So yeah. you had to do it two days we in a row? We had to do it two days oh, in a row. God. We had to go oh, back and God. do all those setups again. I mean, yeah, wow. did you browbeat whoever loaded the camera? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, mean, it was it was so wild. Oh. And I don't know if it was the, the camera or the film or oh, what, oh what it was, but it was all, it was all, it's the only time that that's ever happened in any movie I've ever done. Wow. Um, Gosh, uh, that's it was uh, it that's, was gut wrenching. I could imagine because then you're just like gut wrenching, well. <laughs> and and she was so sweet about it, you know, making us talking to us and oh my yeah. god, and telling us what the problem was, was and that it was in our laps. You know, oh, wow. Oh wow. my god. So, um, well, that sounds like an absolute nightmare <laughs> but I'm a, it's an amazing piece of it, film it, it like really it, looks like a cartoon like I mean watching amazing. it now it, it looks does. it looks like it's an, I mean just the the energy the dancing, and all the dancing, the it, dancing looks it's like, like it is out of I guess Walt's vi- it's like he's visualizing yeah. a, an anime an animated yeah like when scene. actually when watching that whole scene on the, the silhouette on the, the chimneys I actually was like oh that looked like a green screen where they just literally duplicated it like many times no and that's almost, the deal when you look all at silhouette. it and you look at it again we're all doing different stuff right yes. yeah we're not we're not that together i don't know i guess it. i just assumed because you know now it's like cgi you just assume yeah. it's yeah. all like oh they just yeah. did it later they just filmed each one like quickly no, the only and, thing like, the only thing what, uh, what i've seen it again the only thing that we all hit at the same time are the split jumps oh but the, oh, the back sick. attitude thing always makes me laugh because <laughs> Phil's the only person who's in a good back attitude. The rest of us are like so wobbly. <laughs> but I love that. I love that so you can tell cool. it, that there's an individuality with each person that's involved. Oh, well, you in can it. you can tell by the way people move. You have mm-hmm. another another shot here of them walking up the smoke stairs. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's Larry Thomas at the top oh. as Julie. Two two dancers who were dance-ins for the children and Phil is the is dick in it and you can you can you I can tell because I know how Phil moves and they're like waving to each other and stuff and you go ah you know (laughs) too too much action and stuff but yeah I can I can tell from uh, the dancers pretty much what what uh, you know who who was what and I was looking at at stills from it today on uh on the computer and one of the stills is so funny because it's during a rehearsal one of the guys has his hat off oh okay Barry Mentir yeah has, oh. his, has his hat off so it's not a it's it wasn't a production shot 
<laughs> the one of us doing the combination in the middle here. That's the very the very first time we all danced together is that blue shot. Oh, okay. And that's literally everyone doing the same combination. That's so that awesome. Basic wow. basic thing that Dick did. Wow. That's, oh my God, that's so just the experience <laughs> of being on like this the set is just so rad. I'm like, oh, it's mind boggling. Um, okay, so but um, just wrapping up because the movie's almost over. Yeah. Um, so the okay, Admiral Booms not having these chimney sweeps having a good time. So he <laughs> fires fireworks at them, yes. and there's this whole sequence where they all go into the chimney and they all tumble through. And then that's when Banks and um, Mrs. Banks comes home, and, mm-hmm. and it's like everything's happening, and the chimney sweeps are having a great time in the house, which is hilarious. And I love that they Chaos even get the, they even get the number where they're like, "Votes for women," and they all end up doing the march from the beginning, where she's singing I the, love it. the singing the um, the suffragette song, which I love love that Glennis Johns is a suffragette in this I do movie. Too. It's so adorable, and her number is I've been singing it since we've been watching this movie. It's so good. It's so good. My favorite line about that when she's like um <laughs> where they're like um we love but we love men individually but as a whole we have to we have to agree they're rather stupid <laughs> so I'm like it doesn't even rhyme but it's hilarious they're um, passionate about their cause yes. that's what... <laughs> um so they're all then of course they're all shaking um shaking banks's hand and they're mm-hmm. like good luck governor as they all leave um and I love that my um, little Michael tries to shake his hand and leave. Uh, right. <laughs> Which is charming. So, so charming. Um, and then they all, and that's when he, that's when Banks gets the call yes. that from his bank that he's going to be, he needs to come in immediately because of the run on the bank. And then he gets there and there's like this really scary shot of all of them around yes. the board table, which I'm like, that is like, that is some theatrical shit right yes. there. Like it yeah. looks so cool with like, it's so ominous with the way that it's shot. It looks like mm-hmm. some sort of like evil. It always looks like a layer very of Disney. evil. It's Just, very, yeah, a yeah. layer of and, evil. <laughs> and they do that whole sequence where they have to like, they dishonor him and like mm-hmm. they discharge him. And they like and, rip up his little red yeah. carnation yes. and like poke a hole through his hat and his, um, like, no, no, not the umbrella. And yes. he's like, no, I have to do like, be still. <laughs> so good. Um, they're folding inside out. Um, and then, of course, he snaps, and then he realizes that it's all it's not all, all that important. That mm-hmm. what's really important is the joy of life and the, you know, the kids. And that's when the he introduces the joke to the, the boss about the wooden leg named Smith. And um, the, so good. And then he ends up laughing, and then they, they reprise that whole thing of like floating mm-hmm. in the air like the I love to laugh number. Which and the is guy who plays so his good. son is so, so funny. funny. He's like, Daddy! Yeah, I know, I love at the end he gets all creepy, like Oedipus style. Yeah. He's like, Daddy! It's so weird. It's so funny, but it's so good. And then, of course, that's when like, the, wind the, the wind changes as, of course, George's mindset changes about mm-hmm. his kids and then Mary starts packing her stuff up she said I'll only be here till the wind changes and then um, pie, pie crust promise pie yes. crust. easily oh, made easily broken. broken oh my god I love that um and then of course the kids are kids are heartbroken and everyone's heartbroken and um, Mrs. Banks looks amazing. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the father comes home singing super, mm-hmm. uh, singing a spoonful of sugar and he has repaired the kite from the, from the beginning and he's realized the error of his ways and they just want to, they all end up spending time together and mm-hmm. going to fly a kite. And the son is like, son is the son of the bank, the bank owner is like, as it invites him back and realizes that he's, he's they're all out there flying, all, kites, all flying too. kites 
And it's like um, they're all so excited that yes. the old man dies. Yes. <laughs> that they're going to fly kites in joy. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and then Mary, of course, is like, well, it's time to go. And then her umbrella really like lays into her being like, they never thank you. What the, you know, <laughs> look, this sassy, the sassy umbrella is like, you never no. get your due. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. Thanks for that. <laughs> really pointing out the, really pointing out that no one's thankful but to Mary. They just kind of use her up and throw her away. <laughs> but then, you know, I mean, you get the idea yeah. that she's sort of off to another family who yeah. probably needs her. Mm, and that's, I think that's great. And then that's the end of the movie. Yes. And that's pretty much the storyline. Um, I love, I mean, the costumes in this are amazing. I don't, I mean, I mean, Mrs. Banks's costume is brilliant. I love that. I yes. love the color combination. The color combinations in this movie are bar none amazing. Really beautiful. About. I cannot yes. get enough of it. Um, they just, it's like, if, you, if you're if you a stage designer and you haven't seen this movie, you should see this movie immediately because this is, mm-hmm. like, how you do it. Like, mm-hmm. this is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. I mean, it really, like, really set the tone. And I didn't realize, I didn't know that the, I had, because just researching this movie, I didn't realize that the book was actually took place in the 1930s. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. the reason that they, that they couldn't get they could get the rights to the book but not the illustrations mm-hmm. so they had to like reset the time in order to like mm-hmm. so that they could redesign all the characters and all of that which i think is really kind of gave them a blank slate to it do did. this and like and um but it works better i think in this period for a disney movie yeah. than I it think would so have been too. in the 30s right cuz it would have been it would have only been 30 years earlier than the filming so it would have felt like a little mm-hmm. bit too contemporary i think yeah. for that time and mm-hmm. so it makes sense to push it back even further and make it more fantastical mm-hmm. because nowadays they like nowadays you see there's a lot of emphasis on historical accuracy this movie is not historically accurate not at all <laughs> not, not at all, all. No. which i think is fine i think that that's the point of this it's like mm-hmm. it's that's that's like we've been talking about this the entire time. It's like this movie is straight up whimsy first. It it's is very whimsy first. whimsical. Yes. It's very much about like let's just take the best of the best and the most iconic from that time period mm-hmm. and really blow it up and really kind of heighten it. And, and it really what, feels like it's told through the eye of a child. It does. That's yeah. Really, yeah. really what it feels yeah. like to it's me so much. Like, it's almost like a memory of a kid or a retelling from a child's perspective. It is. And in what, a lot of ways, I also feel like it's like a love letter to England because yeah. I don't know about you, but like I wanted to go to England after this. Like yeah. seeing this movie. It's like mm. there's so many iconic British things and like even they sing about Brit- Britain and everything. And and it, it has this. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fairy tale about England to yeah, me and, really as an is. American. you know. <laughs> and the wild thing about the clothes. And again, it's a, a testament to uh, uh, to uh, Tony's talent is the real clothes in the show, like Mrs. Banks clothes and everything are stylized yeah mm-hmm. completely stylized disnified mm-hmm. yes but then he can take that and go a step further when they go into the chalk painting yeah oh which wonderful. is really you know uh, ice cream and and mm-hmm. you know candy and stuff it's yeah. really charming it is but beautiful beautiful work it's funny because I see a lot of like I see a little bit of a similar parallels between like because I know that you've worked with Bob in the past as well, Bob Mackey in the past, and thirty-five years. I'm, oh, wow. I mean, I mean, you're you're both national treasures. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love you guys. That is love the idea of both of you so much um, because I know I, I mean your work and his work are very they kind of have like a similar similar style and that kind sort of, of like but that's of like, because we did the same kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it has also like this kind of feel 
Angel too, where it's very like vibrant, beautiful colors paired mm. with like whites or like very graphic mm-hmm. elements or those yeah. sort of things. And it's like it's almost like the best. I don't know. I well, just the, think that's the like color these palette amazing. Feels very happy. Yeah, it's, it's all like happy very colors. happy. Well, we were very lucky because working in variety television, which both of us did forever and ever. Bob mm-hmm. did, you yeah. know, for ten years before I did, while I was still dancing on it. But uh, in variety TV, you could do anything you wanted. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was a blank slate. Oh, and I imagine amazing. with like the first, like, f- uh, like early color TV, it's like, well, you're paying for color. You may yeah. as well make it colorful. Give them color. <laughs> well, you had to learn too, though. Uh, I didn't start designing until the 70s. But even in the 70s, there were color restrictions oh. on uh, on on. Uh, cameras uh, if they didn't have plemicons on them you had to be careful of red and yellow because they saturated and they would bleed so if you wanted to use a red you had to use like a a pink red or not an orange red it would be too hot or something that was a little darker Uh, and the same thing with yellow it would just go all over the place almost like glow yeah well it would the edges would break on it it was like patterns you know like your shirt would would, nobody would ever have been able to uh, shoot that in the 70s because it would it would have jumped on camera you see some of that sometimes too still yeah yeah. it's not as bad as it used to be but it's uh, uh, it's something that we were all very aware of doing variety television yeah Mm -hmm. did they have the same problem did you ever work in movies did you ever do I've done yeah I have oh that's awesome uh, and uh, if you ever see a, a, a the Elvira movie, oh my I god, love yes, the Elvira right. movie. Okay. Oh my gosh, that you, that's like when I did her. Ones. I did her nightclub act. Yes, the, the oh I, I replaced. Her at the I end. replaced somebody. Oh, I had god. like a week and a half to do that. That's like the bat. Like you, like, like the you best. look at like Elvira. Even has like she even has like like figurine statues and stuff of her doing that number. Yeah. It's like her. That's like her. Yeah. One we of had so much fun doing that. I imagine when I found out she could twirl her. Hello. Oh my god! <laughs> that, know, that movie is still so like. Well, I said we have to do that. In the like, movie. Yeah. I said, all right, you know, we have to do some. I, I still twirling. regularly quote that movie. <laughs> that I, so I need the, to revisit. That I, movie. I got the tarantulas on her. Oh, we oh made the tarantula gosh. bra. Oh and then she let the live amazing. ones crawl all over. And and she was okay. I had no. She, she she loved it. I had to leave the set when the tarantulas I, came out. But, she uh, just she seems like a delightful she's person. Love her. Love her. Call to Ex action. Showgirl. Yeah. Wow. Ex Vegas showgirl. Wow. Love it. From, Did you work with her in Vegas at all, or had no, was that the first to no. work with her? No, I okay. didn't work with her until she's until so we did funny. the movie. Oh, wow. And uh, the producer called me, and they had somebody who I, I I guess was designing the movie had designed the nightclub act. And Joel called and said, can you come over and look at some sketches? And I looked at them and, you know, they were, it looked like something Peggy Lee could have worn. I said, you know, it's, it's this, you know, it's okay, but it's not Elvira's nightclub act. You know, it's not. It's not out there, so and it has no, and it's not funny. Yeah. And that's what that's what I she mean, she's whimsy like the, oh, she's, yeah. whimsy, no, she's funny. Whimsy she's, first, baby. Yes. And she's you she's know, sexy she's, funny. She's totally game for everything. Love anything. Love it. Well, 
I mean, we're not we don't go as far as the late 80s with these movies oh, but well, well if you ever want to do a horror <laughs> we'll do a supplemental oh episode I love that <laughs> it's a different so podcast <laughs> well I never and, yeah and you never will with those soup cans on your head <laughs> I just love that movie <laughs> oh my god um, so is there anything else we wanted to talk about this movie we are to, we've taken up so much time on this movie because the special. stories are amazing <laughs> oh my god thank you so much you're for you're welcome you're welcome my pleasure this was oh wonderful. It, it was, was wonderful. it was great doing it. It was a uh, it was my my summer of of sixty three. Oh, that's so cool. And it Gosh. was uh, you know it was it was very special. We it, it, when you're hired for something like this, it's just a gig. Yeah. It's, it's three weeks, four weeks at Disney. Yeah. And good money. Mm-hmm. But once we got on the set and we, I mean, on the rehearsal stage, and Mark and Dee started setting it, you were aware that it was something special that it was it was different it was not like a dance number it was it was like it was it it was like creating art wow really i mean the movie was uh, a wild success like they made a ton of money on it yes and um last fun fact is that the money that they made on this movie walt was able to use to purchase the um the land in florida for walt disney world wow that's right uh, which i opened would you open? Yeah, what did I you, open. How, what did you do with that? Were you dancing uh, in the opening I, or? No, 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 oh. no. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I had danced with Julie in this. Julie was the hostess for opening it. Can I you designed all Bella? of her clothes. Oh my god! And, and did and did the opening. The the there's a the uh, I think it's a ninety minute special. Oh with my Arthur god. Fiedler and was Julie it like and, one of those things for the wonderful world of Disney yeah, for the TV mm-hmm. special? Yeah. Ugh. And there are oh, numbers. God, there are numbers shows. on YouTube and stuff. Wow! But the funniest thing was that? the <laughs> very the very last thing that that we did was shot live, and it was the parade, and I had done a number with uh, Julie, <laughs> based on Small World. Now oh. I think Small World is very beautiful. It is. But she had to ride in a boat through the Small World thing and sing a contrapuntal melody that Billy Barnes had written against what the dolls were singing. And we went through it three times, and I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "Because I was in the there, we were in two different boats. She was in her own boat, and then we were in a boat following her through the ride." And she said, "You know, I think this is what purgatory is." Going <laughs> <to be like." laughs> hearing these dolls sing forever and ever. That's what uh, I. That's what I mean before. about her being so funny. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, "Well, this is kind of a personal hell." <laughs> so we we shoot the interior, and then when she exits, she exited with two hundred kids dressed in small world costumes that oh I had my. designed, Aww. and then did the end of the number with the children. So when we're doing the uh, when we're doing the opening. We get to the part where we, we, they've done all of our stuff, and mm-hmm. we're shooting the parade. They're shooting the parade, and the uh, the, the float comes by with all the small world kids on it, all dressed in their costumes, and it stops in front of the the castle, and they release like two hundred doves, right? White doves. Oh my! Very goodness. very beautiful. Then they shot fireworks off. <laughs> well, then the doves start <laughs> plopping, and they. And the kids started crying. (laughs) I was going, oh my, who planned this? Why isn't there a movie about this? (laughs) Who planned this? So amazing. (laughs) We were crawling around going, oh my God. 
I can just imagine the horror of first, being pelted with dead doves. Oh first the doves, then the fireworks, and you go, uh... Oh. I feel like someone didn't think this through because doves literally will just fly around until yeah. like, they don't know what to do. Like doves don't when they're like kept like that, yeah. they don't really yeah. when you like when I've you read about doves that. in like a wedding or a ceremony, yeah. they're kind of they're like unless they have a, unless they have a light or something to go to if they're right. trained. Like they're yeah. trained, but most times they're not trained, so yeah. they literally just will fly around and fly yeah. around and fly around. So it's like it they don't a, know what to do. It so was a moment. Them. It was a moment. Wow. Oh my But goodness. it was it was great getting to work with Julia again. Oh my god! Really lovely. Wow! And she was only scheduled for uh, three days of the shoot. She had twelve costume changes. Wow! And uh, uh, we had bad weather, so we ended up shooting, uh, I think, seven days with her. Wow! And I would go, go to her, her room and have breakfast with her and get her dressed, and then we'd go to go out to wherever wow. we were shooting that no, day. I, did you remind her that you were on I the did. set of Mary Poppins with I her? Did. She, she I just were like, I'm just going to let no, that go. No, I, I think that's kind of unprofessional. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I loved the circular aspect of it. But you never like, but I didn't, I didn't want to say, you know, I was on a dancer now. Oh. Yeah. You know, wow. I, I thought that was, you know, okay, that's would, cool. kind of cheat, kind of like a little cheese, secret for yourself. Cheese ball, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and the best thing was uh, about three weeks after uh, the special was on television, uh, I was at Courtney's one day and I was in our big fitting room. This draw- is the Elizabeth Courtney Elizabeth, with, with in Bob. Hollywood with Bob. Oh, it was okay. owned by Bob and Bob Mackey and Ray Ogden. Right. And Rhett Turner was the other designer. Yeah. And then I was the orphan. So it was just like I, I didn't own part of it, but I was I worked there for like 35 years. Wow. So Elizabeth came to the fitting room door and she said, uh, do you have a moment? She said, there's someone here who wants to meet you. And I said, oh, yeah. And turned around and she opened the door and there was Marlena Dietrich. Oh. <laughs> in oh. All dressed. I mean, done, oh. done, done. All black and white. Beautiful suit, beautiful hat, oh gloves. Beautiful Chanel sh- shoes, black and white Chanel shoes, and a beautiful handbag. And she came in, and Elizabeth said, Marlena, this is Pete Menefee. And she shook my hand. She said, oh, I, I called Elizabeth to see if she knew who had done Julie's clothes the other evening. She said, you made Miss Andrews look like a real movie star. Wow. Well, I almost passed out. I and, mean. And then we sat and had coffee for like half an hour. Oh, my God. Because I know that, because wasn't, because uh, Bob worked with Jean-Louis. We had all. When he was Elizabeth, doing. Elizabeth made all of those right, clothes. Right, but Bob was Jean- illustrating oh, for Jean-Louis. Yes. Was that during the time of the Marlena Dietrich Vegas shows, or was I don't, that after? I don't know. Because I know he. I, I think it was a little bit after. Right, because he illustrated the Maryland. But we had dress. all of her, we had all the clothes there. We had the swans down code upstairs and, and I think I'm going to pass out right? <laughs> that code is my I used, I used to watch Marlena come in for for fittings or to look at when she would have beading samples done you know most of our beading samples mm-hmm. are like four or five inches square yeah it would be the whole length of the dress you know? oh my god Those... I saw them I saw them fit the mermaid dress I saw them fit the diamond dress oh my god and she would wow. have all of her all of her gowns like that were made with a waist seam and they'd make two tops and a skirt because the tops are where you sweat oh, right so yeah. the when she would come back from a certain part part of the tour 
the clothes would come in and the tops would be changed. Oh my God. And then this repaired. Is, mm -hmm. And Amazing. she would do her own repairs on the road. Wow. She, nobody could touch the dresses. I imagine. Nobody could touch them. Wow. So but she was uh, she was remarkable. But the best thing, I mean, even better than having her come in and, and compliment me about Julie's clothes was uh, Margie had made coffee for us and our the refrigerator was right outside the fitting room. So the next morning I'm in at like 830 and in comes Marlena <laughs> and she has jeans on and her hair's wrapped up and she has a check shirt on and tennis shoes and a bunch of cleaning things. <laughs> she walked over and cleaned our refrigerator out. Unbelievable. She said it was filthy. I looked at it yesterday. Oh my God. She's such a house frau. Wow. And my desk, my desk, thank God, was right next to it. <laughs> so we just talked while, you know, she scrubbed the refrigerator oh down. My, that's she finished wow. it. Amazing. Left. Was wait was this building the same building that Bob had where EC two was in no. North Hollywood? This was a no. Different this building. was on Melrose. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had it's a it's a rug store now. Oh, <laughs> oh. why? Yeah. Like, do you go into the rug store to be like, you know, Marlena Dietrich did fittings in here, right? And clean yeah. my fridge. And clean the fridge. Just <laughs> FYI. So wild. Like, it was I so mean, wild. Because I had the luxury, I've had the luck to actually meet Bob, and I met him there at his studio oh, yeah. in North Hollywood, and yeah. that place is just bananas. Like yeah. it's so amazing. Just it's gone. But I didn't. It's gone. I know it's sadly yeah. gone. But that was, was you know, I it it was incredible. Uh, I w I started working with them. I guess when I first started designing in '69, I. They, I started taking my lady. It, they weren't even on Melrose. They were on Melrose Place. They had a little tiny shop. Right. But Elizabeth had made clothes for me at Ice Capades. So oh, I God. knew her. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I knew Bob and Ray very well. And uh, I used to take my principal ladies' clothes over to them. Uh, my, the first time I dressed Diana Ross, they made the clothes oh, wow. for Hollywood Palace. Oh wow! I was built. Everything else was built at NBC, but I would take my ladies' stuff there. Oh, I mean, because you know the quality. That's amazing. And I ended up just working out of there that's for, so cool. for like thirty-five years. Oh my god! Amazing. That's... We moved from place to place to place. But, wow! You know, at one point, uh, Bob and I were both doing, and and Rhett and Ray were all doing series and nightclub acts and Vegas and. I mean, the money was just pouring in, wow. and it was it was the most exciting place to be. Can, you know, okay. Barbara Streisand would oh. come in, Cher would come <laughs> in. Yeah, you know. I think Philip's gonna have a heart attack. And it was it was the just, image of a thirty-five-year-old man like having a stroke. No, it was it was just. It was, Hey guys, we're back. Hey. Uh, so, little bit of information on why this episode just sort of like ends abruptly. Um, the conversation that Kathleen and I had with Mr. Pete Manaphy um, eventually divulged into um, divulged. Is that the right word? Anyway, it <laughs> de-evolved, not really. Devolved. It devolved. Yes, it devolved into a wax poetic session about showgirls because Mr. Menifee, if you're not following his, if you have not followed his career or not familiar with him, he is a very talented designer and it designed a lot for Vegas shows and 
cabaret shows and showgirls, mm-hmm. and he designed um, the costumes for the Vegas show that I am obsessed with, Jubilee, yeah. which sadly is no more. But um, as a treat, we have the second half of this interview, which we'll be releasing next week as a bonus episode. Bonus! So um, that that will come out next week, and it's basically just us not talking about Hollywood, but more or less just talking about showgirls, rhinestones, boobies, headdresses, feathers, all the things that really matter to a gay boy. So. You okay with that, kids? You okay? Because <laughs> yeah, I am, and we yeah. are. And so, yeah. yeah, just get ready. And okay. it is our gift to y'all because we're so excited. We made it a year, and we're really looking forward to next year. We have a lot of great movies lined up for everybody um, mm-hmm. and uh, things to review and things to study and talk about and gush about. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And yes. uh yeah, and a huge thank our, you, and yeah. a huge thank you to Pete Menefee for giving us his oh, time. Oh, absolutely! We didn't get the chance to thank him on air, so this is a this is a a, um, a belated thank you. So it was super nice to for him to swing by and do the show. He didn't he didn't have to. He took this out of the t- kindness of his heart to like give us his time. So huge props to him. Yes, wonderful thank guy. you so much. Just wonderful. Um and um. Just to, to that note, I guess we could just talk about uh, we talk about our social media and mm-hmm. all the plugs and stuff. So go, uh, stay in touch, guys. Hit us up on social media. You know where to find us over on Facebook at Old Hollywood Realness, Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram. You can uh, tweet us at OHR Podcast. You can email us all of your thoughts and prayers at um, Old Hollywood Realness at gmail.com. Uh, the website oldhollywoodrealness.com has all of the um, photo recaps of the movies and Mm -hmm. we also have our Amazon link so if you use that link when you shop normally on Amazon we get supported by that so please do that and if you're over on iTunes or Google Play you can go and leave us a review and you can rate and review and subscribe and we have a new uh, review oh my gosh amazing TCM meets Project Runway, says B-Barn711. I feel like this podcast is the love child of TCM and Project Runway. Philip and Kathleen gush about movies and their and the amazing costumes in a really fun way. I've always loved classic movies and costumes, but they notice details about the clothes that I forgot or never noticed. Super fun. Thank you, B-Barn. So sweet. Thank you so much. This yeah. is really great, Philip. Yeah. I can't believe people listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so wonderful that we have people out there who just enjoy the same things that we do. And, um, yes. and yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah. One and year anniversary, fuck yeah! One year! Pew, 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 pew! <laughs> um... Until next time, thanks for listening to OHR. Bye.